This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg with Craig Boomenshine, and today we also have Root Seller Sue from the Root Seller's Farm outside of Mandan. She joins us weekly to talk about food. Thank you, Sue. So what are we, about five days from Halloween? It's getting close. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's, it's getting to the, you already had to buy a second bag of candy because you ate the one you said <laughs> you were going to eat. <laughs> That's why I try not to buy mine too yeah. early. We have a snicker fiend in our house and there's never Ooh. any left by the time Halloween rolls around. But of course, nobody ever comes out to my house and goes trick-or-treating anyway. Yeah. But you know what? It's not the same. Halloween is not like it was when I was growing up. It was so much fun. I can remember, let's see, I started life in Fredonia from the time I could remember and then moved up to the big burb of Gackle, which had way more houses (laughs) to trick-or-treat at, but not as many homemade goodies. You know, those little old ladies that lived in Fredonia would make popcorn balls and homemade caramels, and it was just amazing every once in a while get that occasional apple which i would appreciate now but didn't quite appreciate it as much i remember the homemade stuff um um, when we went trick-or-treating when i was a kid but the thing i remember was our big score is the is the um couple who worked at the dairy who gave away chocolate milk cart you know those little pints of chocolate milk oh what a cool idea it was awesome had to get there early but we knew that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right the minute after school, and there's right. a line of kids waiting house. for the sun yeah. to go down. <laughs> Let's go. Let's right? get some milk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I just, I really loved Halloween before it became such a big deal. Like, back in the day, nobody talked about Halloween. And then one day, you'd get up and like, oh, it's Halloween today. What are we going to do? You yeah. know, and you're going to be a would ghost. <laughs> get out her, right, get out a sheet or her eyebrow pencil, and you'd go, mm-hmm. Like as a bum or or some kind of um, <laughs> mm-hmm, thing like that. Mm-hmm. So, but Halloween goes back further than me, even. Oh uh, yeah, quite a bit. Yes, quite dear. a bit. Yes, <laughs> to the Gaelic festival of Samhain. So this is harvest time, you know, mm-hmm. like this is the end of the season and, you know, your body is craving heavier foods. You've got an abundance of, you know, potatoes and onions and beets and pumpkins and squash. And so people had many, many festivals to celebrate harvest time. Harvest is hard work, you know, used to be in North Dakota when there were lots of little farms around that they would have um, families get together share equipment. The women would cook for days and days. Um, These guys would eat six meals a day and they would harvest to the light of the moon whenever the moon was full during harvest time, hence Mm -hmm. the harvest moon. Um, So having a big party afterward, lots of beer was probably great and it was the beginning of the dark half of the year, (laughs) which we all know quite well in this state, don't we? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and we say goodbye to the warmth of the land also as the light diminishes mm-hmm. um, and the days are shorter. Sure. So a celebration of the, of the bounty of the harvest. Right. Yeah. But on the particular day, um, November 1st, of course, is All Saints Day. And so Halloween is pretty much, you know, All Saints Eve. And the ancient Celts believed that the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead was at its very thinnest during sowing. And then this um, was an ideal time to contact your dead relatives. <laughs> and 
I'm not sure why. I do have moments when I want to talk to my mother, who's been gone for seven or eight years, but not bad enough to actually do it on Hallowed Eve. <laughs> so um, we'll, you know, we'll stick to pumpkins and things like that. Um, but there are, you know, people who get off on, you know, all of that stuff. I think Disney just did another Haunted Mansion movie, but all in fun, right? That's the way we would Well, there do are it. some very nice uh, cultural practices, and, and it's really it's about remembering and honoring those who came before you. And, right, and, like and keeping them. Their, the, their presence. Bit, right, alive. remembering them, but yeah. not talking to them. <laughs> so, but, you know, bonfires, that was something that we you don't see so much of. You know, I lived in a time when you could pile up your leaves and burn them in your yard in city limits, um, which you can't do that anymore. But, you know, mm-hmm. with homecoming festivals and stuff, we used to have big bonfires. You used to have big, like big that. bonfires. Lots yep. of fun. Yep. And I really like pumpkins. Pumpkins are um, fun to grow. I grow many, many different kinds of pumpkins. Um, the pumpkin that you'll see most often at a store is a Howden variety pumpkin with the nice ribs on it, and they kind of grow a little taller than squat. My daughter loves my Cinderella pumpkins. Mm. They're the shape of, a, of Cinderella's coach, and they're mm-hmm. a beautiful orange. As you know, there's a different kind of pumpkin that you grow for pie as opposed to the ones that you carve. Um, They have a better, richer flavor, a denser flesh, not so watery flesh. I have a friend that for every Halloween she makes a stew and she puts it inside of a pumpkin that's been cleaned out and Mm. bakes it in the oven till the pumpkin is tender. And then when you serve it, you um, pull the stew out with a little bit of the pumpkin flesh delicious if you've never had a stuffed squash that you eat the squash and the pork Uh, stuffing mm -hmm, together just mm -hmm. delightful um pumpkins have gotten expensive though Mm. Uh, i think they used to be i don't know more abundant or people didn't put such value on them i grow white ones you know i saw somebody painting a pumpkin white one time for halloween and i'm like really you're going through a lot of extra work there if you just got a white pumpkin (laughs) To start with. Yeah, well, to start with, right, would be great. Pumpkin patches are fun. Come on. They are totally fun. And so that's what I, um, that's how I get my kids to come out to my house. Right before oh. Halloween, we have a nice lunch, and then they get to pick a pumpkin from my pumpkin patch. Very nice. Um, and that's always, oh, that's always so much fun because they always want the doggone biggest mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. But my rule is I don't carry them out of the garden. Nope. <laughs> that's not You did me. all of the other work. <laughs> right. So, and I love the little tiny baby pumpkins mm-hmm. um, that we grow just for fun. Um, but they were once thought to um, actually cure snake bites, which mm-hmm. I think would be really weird because if snakes hang out in the summer when it's right. hot. I've never seen like a snake and a pumpkin in close right. proximity. Um, and they certainly are, you know, if snakes are seasonal, like my garter snakes are gone. I have no idea. Used to be every day I'd walk out to the garden and they were in the same spot hmm. in the uh, mulch by I the high I just started seeing snakes this year in my yard. I was really excited. I, I'm glad you're excited about yeah. that because people always think bad things about snakes right off the okay, bat. But I do n- have never seen a snake in my pumpkin patch. <laughs> and I don't think you can really keep, well, you can keep pumpkins, you know, they keep for a long time if you cure them properly. 
Um, and it, you have to know when to pick them. You know, their flesh has to be hard, you know, so that if you take your fingernail, you can't really cut into it too easily. Hmm. And then the stem is usually really nice and dry. And please don't pick your pumpkins up by the stem. That's not... That, then they break off and you have to hot glue them back on again. <laughs> you know, they weren't meant to carry pumpkins, especially 40-pound right. pumpkins. Especially when they're so big. Yeah. And so then if you eat a slice of pumpkin pie before bedtime, you can. Um, that'll help you sleep. I um, didn't know that. Right. So I'm that's, going home making uh, pumpkin yeah, pie. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> um, and they've been growing for like nearly... 5,000 years, um, and they're nu- very nutritional vegetable, very, very good for you. And these are, um, we were talking about scientific names, pumpkins are cucurbits, um, and then, of course, you know, I plant mine all together, like every different variety of squash and pumpkin that it, that I have in my larder, I plant together, and they say that, you know, you're going to get, like, strange fruit out of those pumpkins but actually you don't you get strange seeds out of that they crop they do cross pollinate but doesn't Mm. affect the pumpkin as much as it would affect the seed um one year i grew so many squash and pumpkins that i gave them away at an open house and everybody's like that's the best pumpkin i ever tasted and i tried growing some the next year and it didn't work and i'm Mm. like yeah i can tell you why but it's too long of a story. Just <laughs> take my word for it. Buy your own seeds. Mm. Um, so anyway, once you pick your pumpkin, you've got to carve your pumpkin for Halloween um, because they're traditional Halloween decoration. I don't remember that my mom carved any. I think we weren't allowed to play with candles and fire back in the day. Um, we carved pumpkins a, I, a lot. Yeah. I think that's a – I love doing that. We used to have the little girls come out to the house and carve their own pumpkins. And, you know, you become a big goopy mess by, you know, pulling their guts out. And it just is a lot of fun. But now they get so, um, do you carve just your plain old jack-o'-lantern looking things? Or do you get your buzz out and put faces on them and president's faces and things like that? We don't go that far. We used to do just the basic jack-o'-lantern when we were kids. But now we... Have the grandkids come over and we try to make them a little neater, maybe with mm. something in mind, you know. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just just a fun day. I really suck at that, making them look better. I can't even get their mouths on straight, but <laughs> I'm not I'm using. I'm good at roasting the pumpkin seeds. There you afterwards. go. <laughs> I love pumpkin seeds. Is That's... a pumpkin supposed to have a straight mouth? Sue, aren't you actually well, doing it correctly? You're right. A crooked <laughs> smile. That's probably cool. Funky tooth or two. And, yeah. So do you use electric or nope, use not your electric. saw and drill Not electric, and no. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I've said this before, those pumpkin kits are great. You save that scraper for when you're eating squash in the wintertime and easily cleans the guts out of squash for you. Yeah. Um, and you don't break your tablespoons trying to do that. So. Mm-hmm. But definitely save the seeds. Do you guys save your seeds then, um, Craig? For yeah, the kids we do, and 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 Tracy roasts them. But I've never become a fan of them. Um, you know, you can buy them without the shells on. They're called pepitas. Yeah, I, mm, I knew that I too. I love pepitas. Um, oh, so do I. Mm. I used to I used to have sunflower seeds all the time. They're apples and oranges. I get that, but yeah, I um, just just I'm not a fan of seeds. So <laughs> we're going to have to give you some of my three seed peasant bread. I'll oh change my your life. I bet it might. Um, but here's one thing my one of my friends does for <clears> market <throat> is she takes this 
um, knife or a nail or if you're a potter you have these little tools that make like nice little cuts and she writes things on her pumpkins when they're young and the pumpkin's like ow 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 that hurts and it scars that over so it's got happy halloween written on it in mm, scar when tissue it grow- wow <laughs> it's so funny and I, it would be fun then to be able to put a design on there and mm-hmm. because you know once you carve that pumpkin you can't use it for anything else you know, it'll mm-hmm. it'll deteriorate, mm-hmm. and of course, with the advent of frosty nights, they deteriorate quickly after, you know, Halloween is over with. I don't think kids actually go out trick-or-treating anymore like they used to. They might go to a trunk-or-treat and maybe just in their Our grandkids vicinity. still trick-or-treat. Um, you know, and I I'm, get I'm it. I'm glad about that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the great pumpkin. Everybody has to watch Charlie Brown, the great Mm -hmm, pumpkin, right? mm -hmm. That's very important. But why? Why are we so obsessed with Halloween and pumpkins? Can I throw one thing out there real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's this guy in Worland, Wyoming every year, and I I see this all all the time. This year, his pumpkin weighed 1,784 pounds. How much does my and car weigh? It is the, the <laughs> second largest cool. pumpkin apparently ever grown in Wyoming. But he does this year after year. And I'm just like, I don't know how he does it. I and don't then know what that do I you do with a pumpkin that size? He tries to get his um, name, image, and likeness all over the place <laughs> so he can be seen with it, I think, is what his his deal is from just, I mean, he just is proud of doing it, you know. It's, well, and I kind they, of. They did, they did have a town celebration after it would was measured and this and that. They raised it up and dropped it on the middle of Main Street and everybody cheered. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, total mess. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So how do you move a pumpkin that size? He's got it on the back of a, of a big truck, um, on the back of a big flatbed truck as when he took it down to this thing in Utah this past weekend um, for That's his competition. Insane. It's, it's insanely large. Yeah, It's kind of, it's, it's round, as you can imagine, it's so heavy. It's rounded on the top, but more flat on its mm-hmm. bottom where it was, you know, the, obviously supporting <laughs> <Right>. itself. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah. that. Um, that's great, though. I, I don't, like I said, I was pretty proud of my 40-pound pumpkin, yeah. but pff, doesn't hold a candle to that. His house. name is Jay Richard, if anyone wants to Google him. I might have to do that. <laughs> Jay From Richard. Wyoming. Just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but now we go back to, and I tell this story every year on this program about Stingy Jack, who is a blacksmith, a trickster at heart, a blacksmith trickster. Um, and he didn't trick normal people. He tricked the devil himself. Um, and there are various stories about how he does this. Sometimes he only gets to trick them once in these folk tales. Sometimes he gets to trick them trick them over and over again. And I can imagine the devil would get a little irritated about getting tricked again and again by a mortal. So in the most popular version I found, Stingy Jack convinced the devil to climb a tree for a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack quickly trapped him in the branches by carving a cross in the bark or laying multiple crosses out around the tree so he couldn't jump out. Um, I hope he did that instead of carving up the bark on that poor tree. But anyway, so he's negotiating with the devil. And um, the devil said, I promise that I will not take your soul into hell when you die if you free me. So naturally, Jack's like, hey, I got it going on, don't I? I ain't going to hell when I die. So he 
picks up the crosses and the devil goes free. And when Jack eventually dies, he arrives at the gates of heaven. And they're like, hey, wait a minute, you don't belong here either. And so then he goes down to hell and the devil's like, hey, we had a bargain, you know. And that bargain was you aren't going to be down here with me either. So here he is trapped between heaven and hell with no place for his soul to settle. And so he wanders the world with his lamp, which in the original story was a large radish or turnip that he carves and puts a candle in. It's got a little face on it. Sounding familiar, guys? This is where the tradition of the jack-o'-lantern comes from. Hmm. So hopefully... All of you people out there will not see this young, well, maybe he was old when he died, young, stingy Jack wandering around holding his turnip with the little candle in it, um, representing souls trapped in purgatory or to ward off the evil of the earth. But in my mind, it's just a simple, scary little story that I wouldn't tell your young kids, but I thought it was pretty fascinating. (laughs) We check in with not at all stingy Sue once a week for Main Street. Happy Halloween, Sue. (laughs) Happy Halloween, Craig. Happy Halloween, Ashley. Thank Thank you. Thank you.